All right. Hello. Hey. So it's coronavirus season. Yeah. I'm trapped in the closet. <laughs> and I'm in a blanket fort. <laughs> How's everybody else doing? <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah. So Becky literally just got trapped in a closet a few moments sure ago. Did. And had to. I had to try and call her fiance to get her out. Um, he yeah. was not amused. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I could hear it in his voice, just like, what are, what yeah, are you doing? pretty much. So, yeah, um, what had happened was uh, Rachel kept hearing, like, feedback from downstairs, like my fiancé watching TV, and I was like, I'll go in the closet. So I did that, and, like, my house is kind of old, like the house I live in, and uh, there's not a fucking doorknob on the inside, and I forgot my phone outside of the closet, and I couldn't get out. <laughs> So here we are. Yeah, it's our setups are very interesting today because obviously we can't be in the Fucking studio. Janky um, as shit. I miss Chelsea. Yeah. I miss Chelsea. Chelsea, you're the best. She's so the best. Um, I feel really bad for Terry because Terry is the rock star who does all of our Sorry, editing. Terry. Um, and he is going to get a complete shit show. So um, I love you. I'll send you an edible arrangement someday when I have the money. I With like actual edibles <laughs> so in it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a great time. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm in my office that does not have curtains. Um, so my neighbors can actually see directly into this room. Oh, yeah, tell us about your and blanket I'm in, fort. I'm in a legit blanket mm-hmm. fort. Like um, I'm up against my desk i have a tv in the corner so i have the blanket draped over that and then i like made this makeshift like pole tent essentially with blankets um so hopefully that helps because i was hearing everything because apparently these microphones are great (laughs) yeah podcasting in the time of quarantine Yeah, yes. So, um, yeah, so (laughs) we're podcasting remotely, obviously. Um, Our county is on a shelter. Well, well, I am now too, both counties. Most of the state is on a shelter in place order. Um, What's your county? Westmoreland? Westmoreland. Yeah. (sighs) So that started last night for us. How are you feeling about um, everything? um, I just feel an overwhelming sense of dread every moment of every day. Um, I've lost track of what is... uh, what is an appropriate time to drink as well oh um, yes yeah, the answer so, is always yeah breakfast wine is a thing um it yep. happens so um yeah so i'm trying i'm doing my best um how about you oh i've been i've been extraordinarily anxious and depressed i'm sure a lot yeah. of people can relate to that yeah yeah it's an awkward time for oh oh can you oh, hear I that sure car? i hope yep. you can yeah sorry guys and gals <laughs> and non-binary pals um we're gonna get sued for using that please don't sue us king falls i'm I love sure you. that they would like that um, you're working that into <laughs> your everyday yeah yeah um so yeah so that goes on to me saying that we're podcasting remotely so our audio quality is going to be affected terry is going to do his absolute best but there's just some shit you can't take out like um, that car so <laughs> Like that car. Um, I also live in the middle of fucking nowhere. So you're going to hear dirt bikes. You're going to hear all sorts of shit in the background. And I'm sorry. Maybe even my dog's barking. Who knows? Aww. Um, but that's that's quality content, it if is. you ask that's me. welcome. Uh, <laughs> 
So audio quality will be affected, but content should not. Um, We still plan to give you a new episode every Monday, but bear with us um, as we are all dealing with these changes and we'll be back in the studio as soon as possible. God, sooner than later, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, I really hope so because this sucks. I don't like not being able to see you, but also I don't want you to see me because I look a hot mess. My eyebrows are out of control. Do you get them done? Because I can't go see. Yes. What do you do? Like, do you get them like, uh, what do you do to them? I just get them oh. waxed because I can't pluck them. I over pluck because I'm nervous. And I'm like, that's not enough. That's not enough. And then they look like pencil yeah. thin. And it's like the 90s or the early 2000s. And it's not a good time. Oh, yeah. I'm currently in a, in a like a towel is on my head to dry my hair. Um, mm. I'm super broken out because my skin hates the coronavirus. Yeah. I don't know where any of my bras are because <laughs> I haven't worn one in probably a week. So. Yeah. What, what, kind of, what kind of outfit are you rocking today? I'm literally in hair. Harry Potter pajamas right now. Yep, I'm in um, my Puma sweatpants and a sweatshirt with a cat face on it. Nice, yep. nice. Mine's like a t-shirt, but I have like velvety Harry Potter pants on and it's a great Good. time. Good. Yeah. So fuck it. Comfortable and yeah. So do you have any corrections? <laughs> God, I can't even remember the last time we recorded. I know it's been so, so long. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like I probably do, but I can't remember any, and I'm already like two glasses in. Nice. So sorry. Of what your arbor mist? What did you call it? <laughs> yeah, of my fake. It's it's a sparkle teeny. Sparkle teeny. You're so raspberry sparkle. Oh my god! I don't know you, <laughs> ma'am. We drink what we drink whenever we want. I know. I'm, I That's shouldn't drink works. shame you. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't don't shame my okay. drinks. I'm drinking what's available, and it's sweet as hell, and it's very good. <laughs> I am drinking so, yellowtail chardonnay. Uh, oh, we actually are chardonnay, chardonnay and DNA, and DNA today. Yes, because uh, sparkle teeny and DNA doesn't really fucking that's, work. Uh, yeah, that's um not catchy. No, not at all. Not at all. There was one thing that I wanted to just kind of quickly address because I've been seeing a lot of this online. Uh, people talking about like comedy podcasts that like I wouldn't call us a comedy podcast because I don't think we're that funny. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I wouldn't put us in that category, but you know what I mean. Um, So I just want to make it clear, like when we're talking about murders, I just want to make sure that our joking, like we're not joking about the victims. I don't ever think that's funny. And I just want to make that very clear. I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way because I saw some people online complaining about that. Um, I don't think that the death is funny. I'm not... I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody who's been uh, victimized or murdered or hurt. So um, about I don't think Becky is in particular. No, uh, about just podcasts in general that have more of a comedic element and um, talk about murder occasionally. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, so I just wanted to make that clear because it's kind of been bothering me for a couple of weeks and we haven't been able to <laughs> record <laughs> um, that that's never our intention when we are talking about like funny stuff. It's never um, we're never trying to talk about the victims in a comedic way because they just that's that's shameful um and podcasts should not do that um (laughs) sorry i kind of threw you for a loop there you weren't expecting that (laughs) it made me think about on my favorite murder on their live shows karen always gives this speech about how like it can be taken wrong that like they're talking about murder but also finding like humor in the stories and stuff and then and she's like she's like so if you're one of those people that's tagged along with someone that listens to our podcast and you don't understand it and you don't like it, she's like, well, I invite you to get the fuck out. 
<laughs> yeah yeah for yeah i mean truly we love to have you but but i hope you understand that we're not coming from a place like a bad place with this um or with any like bad and, intentions so and that is rachel's tactful way of saying if you don't like it you can get the fuck out that is my tactful way of saying that yeah <laughs> yep it is it is but please stay it is. rate review and subscribe but please stay yeah yeah that too <laughs> that too all right yeah so do you want to hear some crazy yes, shit? Today? Tell me a story. Okay. I got my sources, my information from grunge.com, thecurrent.com, livescience.com, connecticutmag.com, arstechnica.com, and the smithsonianmag.com. This is a story about a vampire. Yes. Okay. I'm so, cozy in uh, my dark closet that I can't get out are of. Are you ready in your yep. closet? Good. Good. Uh, okay. It was a typical day in Griswold, Connecticut in 1990. Three children were playing near a gravel mine in a sand pit as they would on any normal day in the town. Things were going swimmingly until two skulls unearthed from the sand as they were playing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, one of the children ran home to tell his mother, who obviously didn't believe him, because if your child came home and said, oh, my God, mom, I just found a skull, would you believe him? <laughs> probably not (laughs) so then he showed her the skull and she's like oh shit's going down this is real (laughs) so the police were notified and the area was treated as a crime scene at first apparently in the area there was a local serial killer named michael ross Mm. i have no idea who this is i've never heard of this person and law enforcement believed it might have been the work of michael ross at first so they treated it as um a crime scene Eventually, they realized, oh, no, these bones are old as shit, and it's not a crime scene. And a Connecticut state archaeologist, Nick Bellantoni, I'm butchering that, I'm so sorry, uh, was brought in and determined that the hillside contained a farm cemetery from the 17 and 1800s. So it's just an old farmhouse, uh, farm town cemetery, that's all. So not a murder. 28 graves were found in the cemetery. Five men, eight women, and 14 children were unearthed from the cemetery that had once been called the Walton Family Cemetery. One of the graves had evidence of a coffin, but there was no human remains inside, which weird. I thought was weird yep. as fuck, because why? It's not like the remains would have just deteriorated to the point, like, they would have been able to tell if there was something in there. So it makes me wonder what the hell they buried. Well, yeah, and, like, <laughs> bones don't deteriorate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's no human remains inside. Even if it was like an animal, there would still be bones inside. So they didn't go into that. And I want to know more about that. That's very upsetting. Just finding like an empty coffin buried. Maybe it was a vampire. Maybe. (laughs) So that was strange enough. But the strangest thing they found was actually the body in grave number four. It was one of two graves that were stone crypts. So essentially, either they piled stones up around it or like kind of made it so that the whole thing was covered in stone, almost like they didn't want it to get out. Hmm. The inscription JB55 was on the top of the coffin in that crypt. It was with brass tacks. So they tacked in that initial and that number. When they opened the coffin, they were expecting to find a body, just a normal body in a normal position. Instead... The body was in a very different position. The thigh bones were taken from their position and crossed over the body's chest. The chest had been cracked open, so ribs were cracked. Mm -hmm. And the skull had been decapitated and moved away in a sort of Jolly Roger skull and crossbones position on the body's chest. What the hell? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, while doing further analysis, they were able to tell that the beheading and other injuries, including the rib fractures, had occurred roughly four to five years after the person had died. <sighs> Thankfully, it had not happened when they were alive, because holy shit. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, what the yeah, fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, when you're, like, messing with a dead body, that that's... Yeah. That's a real kind of low. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, I mean, when we get further in, it will make sense and you're still going to be like, what the fuck? But you'll be like, oh, okay, I get it now. The arrangement of the body was confusing to the archaeologist. None of the other bodies had that arrangement. Why would someone do this five years after he died? He had some discussion with colleagues about similar cases in the area, and Bellantoni consulted with a local folklorist and New England vampire expert, Michael E. Bell. During this consultation, he discovered that vampire exhumations had occurred throughout New England. They had stumbled upon a vampire. Mm, uh, tell me more. <laughs> um, so I first off just want to say this dude is a vampire expert and I what a title to have. Yeah, like wait, um, what's his name? Michael E. Bell. So his email signature say Michael Bell, comma, vampire expert. Yeah, yeah and folklorist but yeah like new and only it's a new england vampire expert by the way okay. so only new england <laughs> he's yeah. he's concentrated uh, he's got a refined yes. expertise yeah exactly those so midwest, those upon midwest a vampire. vampires they're uh <laughs> you know they're not within his no, range no. he doesn't know much, much about different them. Okay. no so they hadn't really stumbled upon a vampire because there was a hysteria at the time about vampires. And they're not what you're picturing. It's not like Bela Lugosi, Dracula, stalking through the night. They didn't turn into bats and fly away. They were family members, loved ones in the community, and they were infecting and haunting their loved ones even after death. So essentially... The stories go that the Great New England Vampire Panic in the 19th century rolled through Rhode Island, Vermont, and eastern Connecticut, and they believed that people who had passed away, like loved ones, were essentially sucking the life out of them from the grave. So they didn't really raise from the grave and, like, go kill people. It's not that kind of vampire. Okay. It was common for families of suspected vampires to dig up the bodies in a practice called therapeutic exhumation. What? Why? I don't know what is therapeutic what? about yes, digging up a dead exactly. body. But that's what they call it. It's probably to make it feel better. Oh, God. That's like um, therapeutic terror. <laughs> yes. Yep. So accounts of this act are varied. People did it differently. They did different things when they brought up the body. Uh, this is just a basic one that I'm going to go over. During this practice, if there was liquid blood in the organs, especially the heart, a bloated stomach, or if the corpse seemed fresh, or if their hair and fingernails were long, it would be viewed as evidence of vampirism. Your fingernails don't really stop growing when no, you die. They grow, they grow um, for a little while, don't they? In your hair, yeah. too. I don't know how long. I just, and I'm probably fucking wrong about that, but I've always read that it doesn't just stop immediately. Yeah, no, I think that's, um, I, I believe that's right. Not exactly the best evidence of vampirism. Also, there's probably still going to be blood in the organs because they didn't practice um like um that kind of embalming and shit yeah thanks embalming was the word that i was looking for and my brain was like that thing you know where they suck the blood out like vampires <laughs> 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 so they didn't they didn't do embalming back then so there would be blood once they did that and they discovered oh they're a vampire the organs would be removed and burned especially the heart sometimes the smoke from the heart would be inhaled as a cure the head was sometimes decapitated and then the body was returned to the grave i want to just do a real quick 
quick shout out to a podcast that covered this and covered it very well. The Lore podcast by Aaron Mankey covered some vampire stories and just the way they did it was beautiful. So if you get a chance to check it out, please do. If you're interested in this at all, they do a really fantastic that's job. Not, that's on my list of podcasts. I need to check that one out. Yeah, it's it's really good. I enjoy it. Except Aaron's voice is very soothing. <laughs> so sometimes I'll put it on when I'm driving and I'm like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. I'm going to fall oh, it's asleep. Like, it's like sleepy soothing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a very nice voice. I told you they inhaled the smoke as a cure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. The head was sometimes decapitated and then the body was returned to the grave. Generally, people suspecting family members or the recently deceased of being vampires would be, they'd be suspected if others in the community seemed to continue to become sickened or stricken with an illness, almost as if they were having the life sucked out of them. Y'all know that he wasn't really a vampire, right? Like, we get that. He's not really a I vampire. Mean, I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> Mass hysteria is exactly that, hysteria. So these communities took this idea and ran with it, and that was what made sense to them at the time, and that's what this is. So you have to understand that in these rural communities, they had no idea about the transmission of disease. Mm -hmm. They would have those who were infected with an airborne illness or other illnesses for that matter, sitting at a dinner table with the whole family or sleeping in a room with five or six other people. And it was just a hotbed for transmission of the infection. So they'd infect whole families and not realize it. You said this was the 19th century? Yes. Well, 17 and 1800s. So yeah, yeah, how... That when was the um when were like the was the like witch hysteria going on was that like the 1600s like Salem and all that shit yeah I think even one of the articles that I read was like 100 or 200 years prior there had been the witch hysteria so interesting so which was not actually about witches and was about land ownership let me just make that real clear (laughs) oh okay I always thought it was just about like punishing women for like things they can't control when you go to Salem like you obviously a lot of the museums prey Mm -hmm. on that and talk about that but when you look at it a lot of the events didn't actually happen in the actual town of Salem and the people who were persecuted owned very good farmland (laughs) that the others wanted (laughs) so it was like a power bastards yeah, yeah. So I'm sure some of it eventually turned into, oh my God, witches, but it did not start out that way for sure. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it was easy to claim supernatural things. Yeah, because you can't, that- it's hard to argue. Yep, you can't disprove it. So, um, and if there is some Salem expert listening, feel free to correct me, but that has, that's what I've been told. So, yeah. So, you know, hotbed for transmission, you know, you're infecting other people and you don't even realize it. They didn't really have an understanding of that. So it was easier to blame the effects on the supernatural or monsters because the science wasn't available to them then, which makes sense. Back then, they wouldn't have had that science to fall back on. Uh, And that's how a lot of folklore starts Mm -hmm. too. Uh, When people were suspected of being vampires, it was usually that they had consumption or what we know today as tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. In this case was no different. Uh, The analysis of JB55's bones showed that he had been a middle-aged laborer around 55 when he had died. So the JB and 55 was likely his name and then his age when he had died. Uh, He was missing his top front teeth, had a broken collarbone that hadn't healed right, and an arthritic knee that likely made him limp. The remains showed signs of lesions on his ribs, which proved that he had suffered from a chronic lung condition and likely suffered a very awful death from tuberculosis. This disease often led to death in the 1800s because there was a lack of antibiotics to treat it, and they didn't fully understand it. So wait, I'm I'm not clear, like, why does tuberculosis lead to people thinking vamp, like, how do you say it, vampirism? 
vampirism. Yeah, I'm going to get okay. into that. <laughs> so sufferers of tuberculosis usually displayed jaundice, so yellowing okay. of the skin. Uh, they had red and swollen eyes mm-hmm. and a general appearance of wasting away. It was highly contagious and easily spread to other family members. And they often coughed up blood and had blood in the corners of their mouths because of that. Oh. And their gums would recede, which would only make their teeth appear longer because their gums were receding. I see. And that's how it kind of led to lore of them being vampires. Plus, once they died and family members continued to get sick around them, it was like they were sucking the life out of them from the grave. In their mind, that made sense. (laughs) Wow. So that's why I said it's not it's not the, you know, Dracula vampire. It's not someone coming out and sucking your blood. It's like sucking your life force away. Like a Dementor. Yeah, yes, like a Dementor. If they had that knowledge back then, they might have called them that. When they passed away and the families continued to get sick, it made sense to them that they were victims of a vampire. And the only way to stop them was to exhume the body and do the rituals that they had all been told of. I truthfully don't know if they thought that that worked because you think you'd exhume this body and everyone's still going to get sick after you do the exhumation. But they continued to do it because that's what they were told to do. Would People would continue to get sick? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's not like... They they dug this dude up five years after that. And I'm sure people still got tuberculosis because they weren't, they didn't know how to treat it. They didn't know what it mm. was. You know, it was just some illness that had stricken okay. them. Uh, and it was blamed on, you know, the family member who had died. And the exhumations weren't done out of any like malice or bad place. They were done out of fear and love for their families and friends because they were dying and they thought that maybe that could stop the deaths. Um, They also didn't want the person they loved suffering from vampirism. So they thought if they took these steps, they would be able to rest in their graves. Yeah, I just want to make it clear it's not it wasn't done to be yeah, evil or from a bad place. It. Okay. Yeah. So very limited scientific knowledge. <laughs> um, this case has been a mystery since the 90s, and the capabilities of DNA testing weren't the same then as they are now. Uh, recently, they've been able to use the chromosomal. Wow, my uh, my autocorrected something funky there. <laughs> it's it like do? a. <laughs> I it says chromosomal Dan, and I know that is not the word that I typed. Chromosomal DNA. I'm assuming it's supposed to be. <laughs> I'm assuming, okay. yeah. Yeah, I think that's safe um, to assume. But I like Dan. Chromosomal Dan. Like chromosomal <laughs> Dan. Um, <laughs> they, use, they use Dan to profile. Oh, good old things. Dan. <laughs> good old Dan. Solving all these, these uh, historical Thanks, mysteries. Dan. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> so they used that DNA to profile and cross-reference genetic marker signs in an online genealogy search. And the closest genealogical matches they had had the last name of Barber. They were able to consult a newspaper notice from 1826 where the death of a 12-year-old boy named Nathan Barber was discovered. Hmm. His father was listed as John Barber, 55. And there just so happened to be a grave nearby marked as NB13. So it's possible that the person marking the grave or listing the death in the the newspaper had been incorrect on the age. It is very likely Nathan Barber. Okay. Once you're like already chiseling that in, it's not like you can change it. Yeah, you can't just hit backspace. Yeah, no. So that's probably what That's what they think happened. There was no other historical or genealogical information about either of them available. It's likely that the Connecticut vampire is indeed John Barber, and they're hoping with future research they'll be able to identify descendants of the family. And this case is unusual because Barber may be the the country's only supposed vampire whose bones have been studied by scientists. Well, yeah, you would think that they'd be able to do all kinds of stuff with like ancestry and 23andme and Mm -hmm. all that. Yeah, and this, this is fairly new. 
a lot of the articles I had read were from like 2019. I'm hoping that now they'll be able to kind of dig a little bit more. Wow. Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to do a historical case this week instead of murder. I mean, there's still a dead body involved. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a vampire. Everyone likes a good vampire. Yeah. And it's just I I really love like the lore about this kind of stuff and the way our brains worked back then. Well, I never I never I've never heard and never would have put together that like tuberculosis was related to vampires. That that's that's pretty yeah. wild. And when you look back on like other historical vampire cases, it's typically very similar to this and not necessarily tuberculosis, very similar. They would open up coffins and the bodies would look pristine and they couldn't figure out what was going on cuz obviously you're going to rot then because they didn't have embalming. Mm-hmm. Um, so they thought, oh, no, our families are getting sick. And it was typically some other kind of illness that was running rampant through the village. You know. So what, um, how does that how does this all go back to how the body was found? You mean with the kids? Oh, oh, you mean why they like decapitated yeah. him and stuff? Because the rituals that they had been told by the church and other towns um, during this whole New England vampire hysteria was that if you decapitated the head, if you inhaled the heart, the, oh, the smoke okay, of the okay. heart, that was it would heal the tuberculosis. For some reason, I couldn't put that together. That was all part of the rituals that they did. Got it. Yeah. So they had, they apparently, there's not enough information to explain why they suspect it. Well, obviously, he had very bad tuberculosis and they, he would have been assumed a vampire, but doesn't say like if his wife or other kids or anybody else they're not mentioned in any news articles and it's not mentioned if people were getting sick. They don't have that story, but you can assume that some people in the town were getting sick or his other family members were getting sick and assumed he was a vampire. Yeah. And it, okay. That makes sense. And they just, they drew it back to him. Like you said, like sucking the life out of people. Yeah. And they thought if they did that and exhumed him and did the ritual, maybe people would stop getting sick and dying. I wonder, obviously they, they didn't stop getting sick and dying. Oh, no, no. But in their mind, it was like almost a Band-Aid. You know, we've done this. So now I wonder we should be what, okay. What was their response like when it continued to happen that people would get sick? I mean, did they... I, it's hard to understand those things because now we know so much. So it's hard yeah. to understand why people thought the way they did. Right, right. And... I mean, we'll never fully no, know. We won't. You know. It's not like we have accounts um, from this town, but they probably moved on to thinking a different person was a vampire or maybe everybody that had tuberculosis died and there was nobody else to blame yeah. anymore. And there's no, there, they don't talk about the way that Nathan's body was found because it was found normally. So I almost wonder, like, did he die from tuberculosis as well, but his wasn't as bad? Well, and when um, he died, he was only 12, 12 yeah. 12, 12 or 13. 13. He died before his dad. Mm. So it's possible that he had had it first. Well, I mean, back then at 12 or 13, you're like middle-aged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. The fact that he lived to be 55. Oh. Also 55 with a, a 13-year-old. Oh, someone yeah. probably had a 14-year-old so, wife. What? <laughs> yeah, probably back then. So, yeah. So, the, I mean, it's it's just kind of interesting to think about like how easily this hysteria like can take over and everybody just buys into it because there's no other explanation available and at that time you're so desperate for whatever you can hold on to to try and make it better that you'll do anything absolutely i think and i think we can that's a very topical story for this week yeah so um i realized how close to home this was with the current situation and i didn't realize until i was almost done writing it i was like oh fuck this is probably not the best story to do but i wasn't doing another one because i was extremely tired and i was done with it and i almost didn't cover it because of that 
that I figure it's actually a good lesson for us all right now to trust the fucking science. Yes. Like, <laughs> listen to the scientists and the doctors and the nurses telling you how to take care of yourself. Don't listen to Facebook. Don't listen to your friends telling you if you drink bleach, you'll, you won't get this virus. Don't um, drink bleach. Don't to, Just don't fucking yeah, drink Yeah, don't drink bleach. bleach. Jesus. I literally saw a news article that said it was from WPXI and it was like, if you drink bleach, will it kill the virus? Are you fucking kidding me? I saw me that right same now? article and I was like, um, no, but it'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't listen to Facebook. Don't listen to Facebook doctors. Don't listen to your friends unless they're actual fucking doctors. Follow the CDC guidelines and practice social yes, distancing. Yes, none of this, none of this the, like I know yeah. I know someone at the Pentagon who says that this is all uh this is all like what is it called? Like, this is launched due to biological warfare and all this shit. Yeah. Like- the birds aren't drones. They're not doing this so they can replace the batteries and the birds. I want one of those shirts, by the way, because I think it's the best fucking thing I've ever seen. Um but yeah, practice social distancing because had the people back then understood the transmission, maybe social distancing would have helped. And wash your damn hands and stay the fuck home. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think in, compared to your story, like I think there is some comfort in knowing that this we we do know what to do. Yes. So yeah. just fucking do it and you don't yeah. need to you don't need to like exhume any bodies and do any fucking crazy rituals just stay home and watch tiger king like me and rachel are doing fuck yes (laughs) tiger fucking king i would vote for joe exotic right now i'm not even fucking lying so opposed i was so opposed to watching this because i was like because i'm i don't i'm not crazy about like zoos like i think that zoos only serve certain yeah purposes and i mean i I don't not gonna get too much into that but i just don't really like the profiting off of like looking at wildlife i don't i don't like it so i was i struggle because i want to see the animals but i don't want to see them in a cage did did i ever tell you about when (laughs) i was like oh i was i was little i was probably like six and we went to the zoo my family and some of our friends and i saw one of the gorillas like behind the glass in the in the cage and i started crying and we had to go home (laughs) i was so upset because i didn't want him to be in there (laughs) yeah no i get like that now so i can i can imagine i think the zoos some zoos do have a good a good purpose rehabilitating absolutely and like stopping Um, extinction but there are some zoos like for-profit zoos are like fucked up i mean granted all zoos are for profit in a way but for you to make money and not take care of the animals that's Uh, fucked up right so i was just thinking like this tiger king i was like oh no like i'm not watching but i didn't want to watch like that i didn't want to take part in that but it's about so much more oh my god it's so it's just so fucking like the whole time i'm like what the fuck what the fuck? Every few minutes, I'm just like, what is, I don't even understand what's going well, on and how we got to the place it, we it's are. It's really, it's about so much more than, than what it appears to be. Like, I, I had yeah. no idea that it was really, it's almost just about this little subculture of people, what they do and, and, and why. And you can see, I, I was telling my fiance, I was like, I can't even count on two hands the amount of like mental illness and neuroses these people have oh my god absolutely and the memes are fucking fire oh right now like they're so that good one thing they're that's so good the coronavirus pandemic is like these memes are on point yes well i was talking to one of my other friends about it and she we were talking about doc antle yes. i don't know if you've met yes. him yet 
Have you seen his uh, his wives? Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like a cult. So she said, teach me how this solid four at Walmart at 2 a.m. on a Thursday has this harem of sevens and nines no as wives. shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other friend was like, a four becomes an eight when he has tigers. <laughs> so that's probably oh, it you know God. tigers no this the show has yeah. everything like not if if you want to skip past this a little bit so you don't like hear any spoilers but i'm just saying there is polygamy there is cults there's yeah there's a murder mystery i mean this show has every goddamn thing that you could possibly ask for and mullets i fucking hope that somehow they find a bone and we can bring it back to dna Dude. And we can actually cover it on the show. Because my friend was like, I want to be a guest speaker because I have so many jokes and I cannot wait. Oh, I welcome do it. it. Like, Please. Yeah. So um, maybe we'll just forgo DNA one week and talk about oh Tiger King. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> I would... Uh, uh, <laughs> my fiance was like, when we started it, because he was really reluctant about it too. And I was like, listen, I want to be part of the hype. It's quarantine. Like, let me be part of this hype. Let me be able to join in the conversation. Yeah. And we turn it on yes. and he just goes about uh, Joe Exotic. He's like, that guy is like the epitome of a Walmart person. <laughs> Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> I just that his eyebrow ring, how how it's barely hanging on. That's how I feel about myself oh. most days. Like that's the grip I have on reality. <laughs> you notice that too? <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I don't there's just so many memes that are so good and now this week we're going to post Joe Exotic memes. Oh, I'm I'm so ready. Hey, Rachel, I had one question that just I remembered mm-hmm. that I wanted to ask you for like part of our padded room/locked slash locked in the closet. Uh, <laughs> slash blanket yes. fort. What is, do you remember the case or the event that sparked like your true crime interest? Hmm. No, I have honestly just always been so fascinated with crime and why people commit it. Not even like murder. I mean, we all know I really do enjoy discussing that. That's why I went to school for criminology, because I want to understand why people act the way they do and have deviant behavior. Maybe the Black Dahlia, because I was very young when I learned about that. Mm. Um, like if we're going to an actual mm-hmm. crime but in truth it's just the actions of humanity so um the holocaust is a very big thing for me because i don't understand how people can do the things they do and i know i don't mean to like get super deep about that but i have always had a very strong connection with that in in reading history mm-hmm. and things and i think that it probably stemmed from that because i just i want to understand why people take the criminal kind of actions that they do and i can probably tie it into that somehow okay. if that makes yeah. sense that's probably probably the earliest thing that I can remember. But if we're talking about like an actual crime, not that the Holocaust wasn't an actual crime. Let me make that fucking clear. An isolated incident. Probably the Black Dahlia. That's a good one. When did the Black Dahlia happen? I think it was the 40s because it was like the crime noir kind of thing. Let me look because I don't want to be wrong. I probably am. What was yours? Well, that that's another thing that I've been watching. So I just remember back. Yeah, I was right. The forties, forty-seven. Back in like um, the two thousand. So like it, the actual crime happened in two thousand two, I believe. But then the court and like the trial and everything went on for a couple of years. Do you remember Scott and Lacey Peterson? Yeah. When that was all going on, I was probably like, well, yeah, I was like, when the trial was happening and everything, I was like ten, eleven. So that's when I kind of remember that's, you know, when my parents were watching the news and um, they were talking like about the 
if he would get the death penalty. And there is, um, I'm watching the docu-series on Hulu oh. about it because I rem- I distinctly remember that that was when I was like kind of getting old enough to understand things on the news. And that, yeah. that yeah. was definitely like what sparked it because it was so scandalous and controversial. And yeah, um, so yeah, I just thought that would be an interesting no. thing to to ask you. Yeah, I just I truthfully don't know if I can take it back to a single incident, because in my mind, it's just it's understanding the actions, the violent actions of others against other people. And that's where mine comes from. So yeah, so it sounds like yours was more like the interest came first. And then then I found the crimes. Yeah, for me, it was sort of like, I just distinctly remember being like, how could someone do that? And like, and I remember back then, I'm like, it really seems like he did it. And now we know, like, it's almost always the husband. Oh, always <laughs> right. the husband. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, that was a really cool question. Thanks yeah, for that. Sure. I've never, I've just never really thought about it. There's a fire whistle going on in the background. I hope you all can't hear it. Oh, I can't. Um. Oh, good. Um, you said can't, can't or can? Cannot. Okay, yeah. good. Maybe my blanket fort is working. Um, <laughs> must yeah, be. So, <laughs> it must be. Uh, yeah, so that that's probably it. Um, just me understanding those actions. Also, do you have anything positive for <laughs> oh, the paddle for No. Um, let me think. I have something Please. if you need to think a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So remember how we talked about Dave? Oh my God, yes. The TV Wait, show. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Did you watch yes. it yet? Is it not yes. amazing? <laughs> so did you watch the latest episode? Yes. With yes. Dana? I cried. Yes. <laughs> um, because the way that they, we don't, we don't talk about mental illness enough. We truly don't. Um, and it has such a stick. This is a deep fucking episode, you guys. I'm so sorry. Listen, we're fucking quarantined. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about like. <laughs> no, that episode was amazing. God, it was so good. So we don't talk about mental health enough. There's such a stigma around it, and we treat people with mental mental illness like outcasts a lot of the time. And I'm gonna start crying talking about it. But that episode just with with Gaeta understanding what was going on and like the scene in the hospital with his mom and like holy shit was that powerful and I was not expecting that from this TV show um so when it happened and then they're all in the studio at the end and he explains like I was sobbing mm-hmm. um and I just I was not expecting that and just the way that they were so they were so understanding and supportive and welcoming mm-hmm. and supportive and loving. And that's what we need around mental illness and around our friends who have mental illness. We need that understanding and that support. And I just fucking bravo to Lil Dicky and Gata and that whole crew. Um, yes. So no, actually you, yeah. you reminded me, I did want to talk about, I want to talk about that episode on this podcast because you told me to watch that show and I have been, and it's amazing and hilarious. It's so good. Uh, and uh, I, I also think that I would argue that there is a shift going on in the world and it's not that it's like, we don't have, we definitely have more work to do. We're not, we're not where we should mm-hmm. be yet, but there is a major shift in the dialogue around mental health, I think. Yes. I, I definitely yes. think that there is way more positivity and less stigmatization around it. Um, I would say with the younger generations, yes, yes. for sure. With the older generations, not as much. Um, there is some, some of a shift, but you still get a lot of that, you know, 
if you're depressed, go outside. Gee, thanks. I'm cured. Yeah. Um, you still get a lot of shit like that. So I'm glad to see that shift in the younger generations because that gives me hope for the that, future. Right. That's what, <laughs> yep, exactly. So yeah. I do think I, what I really liked about that show was that Gaeta did like, he easily could have been like, okay, I'm just going to carry this around with me and not tell anyone. But instead they made it so that he did share it with people. And of course those people were like around the similar, you know, same age, but they also showed yeah. support in other ways too, like from his mom. And like, I, I really liked that they showed that side because I think a lot of people are more willing these days to show support than not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I um I did some research because I was I was curious if he actually has he bipolar yep. disorder and he yep. does. And the article said he wasn't really sure how comfortable he'd be with doing it, but he did it and I think they did it beautifully. Yeah, so I read um, I read Lil Dicky's Instagram post after that episode. If you okay. haven't seen that, you should look at it because it's really No, I haven't. It's really good. He just praises Gata for like opening up about it. And then I went over to Gata's page and he did like an Instagram story. Um it was just like, yeah, I mean some of some of those details were changed, but like that basically all happened. I just it's so good. Love them to bits so that, amazing that show is it's awesome i love it so much <laughs> yeah it's 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 just really yep. good <laughs> so that was my padded room uh full of all this deep shit again sorry i'm just i'm just gonna steal that <laughs> yeah okay. that's fine that's okay it was a yep. good one it was a really good one so that's the episode for the week stay safe that was a good ending sorry <laughs> yeah no it wasn't it was good <laughs> um yeah please stay safe stay at home please Stay at home. It's not about you. You could possibly beat this, but that person you encounter when you're out might not. You have to think about loved ones and people who are immunocompromised and people who have other illnesses that can make this very difficult for them to fight. So please stay home. It's not about you. It's not about your rights being taken away, not being able to leave your house. If I have to hear that one more fucking time, I swear to God. And like, listen, you're um, being told to yeah. stay in your home where like all of the shit is that you like. So just fucking yeah. do yeah, it. Fuck. I truthfully don't. I like, I'm okay. I'm all right with it. I like being home. I have no problem. It's just the fact that I'm seeing everybody else. I'm at Walmart. Why is the mall closed? Why is because, because you don't need to be need there? To, no, you need to flatten the curve. Our, I'm already seeing hospitals being overworked. There's not enough ventilators. Don't fucking kill someone because you're being selfish. That's it. I'm going to sound like an asshole this episode, whatever. I'm over it. Don't be an asshole. There's a mayor in Kentucky that posted on there. Fuck, I wish I knew exactly what he said, but it was something like, uh, since you assholes can't get the fucking message, stay the fuck home. He literally put this like on his Facebook, his official Oh Facebook. my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I was like, I love this man. This man is. <laughs> he's like, he's like yeah, I'm so done just... with your shit. I said what I said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so just stay the fuck home. It's not that hard. I mean, and I um, do. We all don't I, like it's it. It's easy for me to say, but this week I struggled because even though like our job, me and um, me and Rachel work at the same company and it involves like working from home a lot. But even when I am, I do have to go out. I have to go somewhere to do my work because it is yeah. it is hard. And part of my depression and my my own sanity means that I need to get up and I need to put on work clothes and I need to get out of my house or I just get I feel really stuck. So I do I also do validate that it can be difficult. It's just like at what cost though? Like you this 
Yeah, yeah. This is something I mean, we're never gonna, oh God, oh God willing, that we've never seen and hopefully we'll never see again. So we just have to do what we have yeah, to do. At least in our lifetime. Right. Yeah. So, and that's it. I've been seeing a lot of really aggravating posts about why is, you know, uh, they let beer distributors remain open. And I think they're revisiting liquor stores. And I just want to say this. This really is the deep podcast. Oh, my God. The reason that they do a lot of that is because in the substance abuse world and in the, in the addiction world, alcohol is one of the only withdrawals that can kill you. Oh, yeah, right. Um, exactly. And you're going to have a lot of sick people. Um, you're going to have a lot of sick people. And by leaving those facilities open you're lessening the burden on the hospitals that would have to treat those people going through withdrawal um, and having delirium from lack of alcohol while they're also trying to take care of covid patients mm -hmm. so it's definitely a smart move to leave those facilities open so that we don't have a lot of sick people on top of already sick people from this virus so when you're on facebook bitching about shit you have to think. Don't just post and bitch. You have to think about the effects that every decision mm -hmm. has. Um, and yeah, just stay off Facebook. That's what I'm trying to say today. Just stay the <laughs> just fuck off Facebook. Just <laughs> wrap yourself in your closet. Yeah, your blanket fort. What the fuck ever. Um, and just stay off of social media at this point because it's just a dumpster it fire. It surely is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, She's mm -hmm. sipping, ladies As and gentlemen. As I drink my wine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Why do you think I started drinking so early today? <laughs> and I'm going to continue Facebook. as soon as I get the fuck out of my closet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, all right, well, thanks. This is Chardonnay and DNA, the deep, deep cut, apparently. Um, please subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Chardonnay and sign DNA on Facebook, Chardonnay A-N-D DNA on Instagram, and I believe it's Chardonnay DNA on Twitter. And yeah. uh, you can email. Did you already say the email? I don't think you did. No, I didn't. Um, you can right email ahead. us if you'd like us to talk about any certain cases at, um, or just to say hi if you'd like while you're stuck in quarantine. Yeah, send us your information while you're in yeah. quarantine. What else do you yes, have to do? Yes, come on. Uh, Chardonnay A-N-D DNA at gmail.com thanks so much for tuning in and i think we're going to release a bonus episode this week so stay tuned for that bonus as well bonus episode it's bite-sized yes i just came up with all a right, jingle we'll have what did you I yeah did. you did that thanks. was good that was a good one yeah all right well uh stay the fuck inside yep. bye all right, bye